recently two of our portfolio companies announced a merger. So our portfolio companies and this ecosystem has been able to help us help the portfolio and each individual company do better, as well as attract new deal flow. From MJ Bulls Media, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today in Raising Cannabis Capital, we are continuing this month's Cannabis Investor Spotlight Series with Larry Schnurmaker, the managing partner of Fido Partners. Larry, welcome back to the show. Hi, Dan. Thanks for having me back. Well, a lot of our avid listeners will remember Larry. He was a guest on the show oh, about a year ago. For our new listeners, Fido is a venture capital fund that invests in privately held companies that operate in and around the cannabis industry. And Forbes magazine, they rated Fido as one of the top five cannabis investment funds. That's a great honor. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, Larry, let's start there. Your investment philosophy. You adhere to a very, very disciplined strategy. Can you explain your approach? So our approach to investing in the cannabis space is to find businesses that solve critical problems for the licensed operators. So technology solutions for retailers or cultivators, business management systems for the licensed operators, services for the licensed operators, advertising, marketing, business administration, things that make all businesses successful and able to operate and function. Mm -hmm. We look for the businesses that do that. And in the cannabis space, there can be some special circumstances, nuances, rules and regulations that are different from other industries. I know you like the first to market ones, but some of those technologies that they're inventing for the cannabis industry, those techniques or technologies may eventually be able to transfer over to other industries. And I mean, I suspect it'll be a huge opportunity for you. But let's talk about some of the other differentiators that you look for when you say, this company, I like this company, I want to invest in it. What are some of the things that you look for before you make that decision? So again, it's companies that solve a problem for the industry operators. We like technology companies as well as companies that collect data. The data that's being collected from retail sales, from patients that are using cannabis now under doctor supervision with real medicine that they're using. The data that's being collected now has never existed before. People were never willing to participate in surveys about an illegal product, but now they're using a medicine and they're willing to participate in necessarily trials but they give a lot of feedback to the cannabis community, to their physicians, because everybody has the same goal, and that is to be able to use cannabis as a medicine safely, like any other medicine. The community is willing to give information, and that data that's being collected, whether it be by our physician clinic network or POS sales in a number of states with a company called FlowHub that we've invested in, Mm -hmm. All that data is ultimately going to be very valuable and sold to other businesses. So we look for companies that collect data. We've also started to look for companies that help the licensed operators, especially the cultivators, sell all the product that they're growing. It won't be sold for the most part in the form of flour, joints and bags or cannabis. 
but in the form of some value add consumer packaged good. Okay. Anywhere from you know skin creams to gummy bears, beverages, fitness powders, and so on. You're very visible. It's hard to go to a conference and not see you at a conference or see you on the roster as one of the frequent speakers. By taking that approach, I'm assuming you have a pretty robust network within the industry, which I'm sure helps with your deals. But I suspect it's a huge advantage for your portfolio companies and future portfolio companies. We like to think of the FIDO fund as an ecosystem of almost every vertical in the industry, portfolio investments that we've made touch lots of different parts of the industry. Many of our companies have been able to either collaborate or leverage their contacts or something that they're doing. We've actually had recently two of our portfolio companies announced a merger. So our portfolio companies and this ecosystem has been able to help us help the portfolio and each individual company do better as well as attract new deal flow. We've invested in a number of companies where the introduction wasn't made through a small investment bank, a boutique firm shopping a deal, or an entrepreneur reaching out to us, but another company in our portfolio that we've invested in that's doing business with that company. And then they're raising capital and they get connected to us because we're a funder of cannabis businesses. It's got to be a huge advantage having you on their cap table because, you know, a CEO gets caught up in the day-to-day and you having the advantage of a huge portfolio of related companies, but in different verticals, you get to see some opportunities that they may not notice. It's a great way to get industry intel from entrepreneurs, businesses that are actually operating, that are on the ground, that are handling whatever challenge, legislative change or problem. You know, the recent vaping crisis has touched a number of companies in the portfolio in different ways, some in a positive way and some in, in a negative way. We have a company, Lucid Green, that helps brands validate, verify their product to avoid consumers getting exposed to counterfeit products. Mm-hmm. It's really been kind of remarkable to see from the inside how the businesses are trying to handle this new, you know, it's a pop-up challenge. It's the Tylenol crisis for the cannabis industry and how they handle it is going to determine the future of their business probably. This brings up a larger issue and that's, you know, for the casual investor, I think it's getting harder and harder to pick winners. If you're not in this every single day and you don't have a network like you guys have, I think it's got to be next to impossible to to find good deals. You know, one of the advantages to working with a fund like FIDO. Larry, what are some of the other advantages to working with a fund? The casual investor really only has one place to go, and that's to the public markets to kind of filter through what they should buy. Public markets are notorious for not treating casual retail investors well especially in a group that's volatile and ever-changing, especially in, a, in an emerging industry, an emerging asset class. I see cannabis as a new asset class. It's uncorrelated to gold or oil or the economy the way most other investments are, whether it be real estate or oil or stocks themselves, stocks in normal businesses. What's happened in the cannabis industry over the last 
12 to 18, 24 months even, is that there's been this flood of privately held companies that have been privately held for five or 10 years now that have found a new way to raise capital and monetize their hard work, and that is going public. So an enormous amount of cannabis-related companies have sought to go public and successfully have done so. What that's done, though, is it's put this supply into the market basically for retail investors who are interested in investing in the cannabis space. Not a lot of institutional money is going into those businesses just yet. There's still all sorts of restrictions and federal illegality problems for regular way institutions and large investors to get involved in the industry. So this enormous amount of cannabis equity came to the public markets with really only the casual retail investor trying to pick through and invest in the space. We don't do that. We're investing in these businesses 10 years ago, so to speak. Yeah. And in five or 10 years, they'll go public or we'll monetize them, hopefully into an investment and a capital market that has no problems with the illegality because it won't be illegal anymore. The banks will be on board. The Safe Banking Act should pass by the end of the year. That could change a lot with this whole who can invest and who does invest in the cannabis space, especially in the public markets. But that being said, the casual investor only really has the public markets and the public markets have been an unmitigated disaster for the last 12 months, call it. It's a full reset, so to speak. Mm -hmm. We have not seen that, not even close on the private side. A number of our holdings have been able to raise lots of additional capital at higher and higher valuations, and they have not seen this backing off of investor interest actual dollars coming in. Like you said, there's just too many moving parts. We've been speaking with Larry from Fido Partners. I'll have all his information on the MJ Bulls website, including information about their newest fund, Fund 4. So if anybody's interested in learning more about Fido Partners, or if you're a company that's looking to raise some capital, I'm sure Larry would love to speak with you. Larry, thanks for being on the show. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects network.